Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is in your part of the world. Thank you for being with us once again here on The Alignment Show. My name is Don King, and I will be your host today. And we are turning 40, not 40 years old, although I wish, but that's that's a whole other conversation. This is our 40th episode, and we have a guest with us today who helped us to start The Alignment Show all those many months ago. As we're getting started, just a little reminder that the way of the three-year-old why is out there. I've got it hanging over my shoulder here. There's a crawl going across the bottom where you can find out more about it. For the audio-only folks, it's donking.com. That's D-O-N-N-K-I-N-G.com slash the number three and the letters Y-O. It is a business fable, and uh, it's, it's designed to help you figure out how to live your values and value your life, which is what this show is all about. Good Christmas gift. You know, we are coming up on that season. And speaking of business fables, that's another reason we wanted to have our guest on today. Jeff West helped us to launch the alignment show. He and Lisa Wilbur were the first guests on this show. He is a very successful uh, business person. Uh, let's see what we can tell you about him. Uh, after over 30 years in sales, sales leadership, and entrepreneurship, Jeff West is now a writer, speaker, and leadership coach. His books, The Unexpected Tour Guide and Said the Lady with the Blue Hair, co-authored with direct sales legend Lisa M. Wilbur, and we tease her about that, but she really is. Uh, those books have gained global book awards and bestseller status. He's been a guest on numerous sales leadership shows. He's a member of the Go-Giver Success Alliance with Bob Berg and Kathy Tejanel. That's where I met him. And so I'm very pleased to be able to have him on once again on the Alignment Show. Jeff, welcome to the stage. Hello, my friend. Good morning. Good morning. I, I, I was I was teasing Jeff a little bit uh, as we were getting start getting getting started. Um, I'm going to show you the splash screen here for uh, for today's episode. Doesn't he look so businesslike there? You know, but but truly, Jeff has had such an amazing career, and and the thing that tickles me is what he's doing with his writing now, which is the main thing that we want to want to focus on. But you know, here on the Alignment Show, we're always talking about how people got to where they are, what because uh, everybody that's an overstatement, but it's not much of an overstatement. Everybody thinks they could write a book. You know, I, I'm sure when you tell people I'm a writer. The next thing they tend to say is, I thought about writing a book once, you know, and, and right. not too many people ever actually follow through on that. The ones who do follow through on it, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's probably a small percentage who then actually publish it. And that's not how you started out as far as as a profession is concerned. You were a music major, I think. Am I remembering that correctly? 
That is exactly correct, Don. I, I, had, I, I have an undergraduate degree in music education, and I have a master's degree in music composition. And those two degrees and a $10 bill get me a cup of coffee at Starbucks. They really will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I ended up in sales. At, I, I have often said I ended up in sales by default because after I got out of college, there were no teaching jobs open where I needed to be living so that my wife could finish her degree. And so I ended up taking a job in sales with a musical instrument company. Had no idea how much that was divine providence and how it would direct my life. But I began to work with a guy that actually I, I wrote about him as one of the characters in the Unexpected Tour Guide, a great mentor named Jack Amberson, just a wonderful man. And so I was in that industry for a while in sales. Then I went into the industrial uniform industry in sales, did well there, got a promotion. Uh, they moved me from Georgia to Texas to, to start a new branch for them. And then that company got bought out. Long story short, ended up in the insurance industry for 20 plus years with Aflac and was a state sales manager in the Houston, Texas area for the last 10 years that I did that. But fortunately, during that time, I met our mutual friend. Well, I say met him. I met him on the phone, our mutual friend, Bob Berg. I always tell people that I make no apologies about this. When In the year 2000, I had a sales mentor give me two books that totally changed the tra trajectory of my career. One was John, Dr. John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. The other was Bob Berg's Endless Referrals. And deciphering those books and, and kind of taking that content and making it work in my business is why my career with Aflac took off so much. Uh, it was it was huge. And then uh, I had been promoting that book. I, I would be speaking in sales schools for Aflac in North Texas. And every time I would do that every month and every time I'd be promoting endless referrals to people. And so I got a phone call once I was a regional sales coordinator with Aflac. I got a phone call and my administrator buzzed in. She says, there's a guy named Bob Berg on the phone for you. And I said, sure, I'm sure there is. And I thought one of my buddies was playing a prank on me. And I got on there. Bob's got this wonderful, uh, positive vocal velocity voice. He just, it's great voice. And so I answered the phone. I said, uh, this is Jeff. And he said, hi, Jeff, this is Bob Berg. And I said, sure it is, fella. <laughs> Bob said, excuse me? <laughs> I, can, I can hear him saying that. Yeah. I said, is this really Bob Berg? And he said, yeah. And I said, and I told him the story, I told him the story of how Endless Pearls really did change my life. And um, I, we, we, we just became friends. And I, uh, he was working through getting into Aflac circles. I tried to help make that happen for him. And then when I became a state sales coordinator, we, we pushed that further. Anyway, we became friends. And uh, when I retired from Aflac, I had written the Unexpected Tour Guide. And I didn't know if it was any good. I, I knew I liked it, but that doesn't always mean it's good. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I sent it to Bob. And he sent me one of the nicest compliments back and, and anyway so it was it was uh it was a beginning of what's a, what, what is it that uh, they said the humphrey bogart says in the um casablanca it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship <laughs> indeed indeed i don't know if you saw i shared on the screen bob is on here with us right now um cool. so showed a couple of comments from him and uh, we've got some other folks that are joining us. His business partner, Kathy Tejanel, that we mentioned a moment ago, loves that story. She's saying such a great story. And of course, folks that are on here, audio only, they didn't see 
what we were showing from Bob. So I'm going to put it back up there. He said, what an honor it is to know that. I'm I'm not sure if he's heard that story all the way through before. You know, I've I've told it once or twice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, you know, it's it's such a good story. <clears throat> we also uh, had put up on the screen while you were talking the um, uh, the listing on Amazon for the unexpected tour guide. That that was the first one. You know, thank you. And, and so, um, you know, the the next obvious question is where does the well, there's several questions that come to mind here. I, I always like to emphasize that uh, Jeff was, uh, as, as he said, he was um, a top salesperson with Aflac. Uh, he wound up training and supervising other top salespeople. The tie-in with the go-giver and Bob Berg and all that comes out of the idea that that you're serving, you're seeking where you can add value. And so it's it's almost the polar opposite of the stereotype of the, the pushy salesperson. Um, but that doesn't automatically lead to where did the book come from? Where did writing come from? Because you've not at this point, and I'm real bad with time, but we're, we're talking about a fairly short period that you have turned out to, and there's a third book that's getting ready to come out. Right. Have you always been a writer or wanted to be a writer? I had an English teacher in high school that kind of encouraged that in me. Now, we were a small school, and, and so there wasn't a lot of uh, lot of opportunities as far as different venues of, of writing or whatever. And we were putting together the yearbook, and she asked me to write a poem for the yearbook. Uh, and it was a, a special thing that was going on, and I did. And she just said, you've got something there, boy. You need to, you need to keep after that you're writing. And when I was the state manager for Aflac, a good chunk of that time, every Monday morning, I would send out uh, emails that were coaching emails to my team. And I would do them similar to what you and I did when we're writing a parable. Uh, when uh, I would start with a story, I would find a way to pull a lesson out of that story. And so I, and so I would engage it and, and send those out every Monday. But what got me inspired to write as at this stage in my life uh, I, I love the model of a business parable. I, I love I love to take a solid group of points that I want to teach and then work that into a story that will pull people in and, and make them want to read the story, even if they weren't learning something. And that's kind of always been my goal. And because my co-author on our newest one that we'll talk about in a bit uh, has been such an encourager to me, it's just made me be able to pursue that. As a matter of fact, it's very interesting link between Bob and my writing because uh, he encouraged me from the very first get-go when I wrote the Unexpected Tour Guide on um, said the lady with the blue hair that I did with Lisa Wilbur. I would have I would have never met Lisa if it weren't for the fact that Bob and Kathy put together the Go-Giver Success Alliance and everybody needs to check that group out. It's an amazing group. But when... Uh, when I had starting to write uh, more and I reached out to Lisa, I decided to change my business model somewhat and do co-authorships. Uh, when uh, um, like I was talking about earlier, endless referrals, how much it changed my life. Basically what uh, Bob did, Bob Berg and John David Mann did is they teamed up to write a parable and that's where the go-giver came from. It was endless referrals basically turned into the go-giver uh, the way I read it out. 
And uh, it's just my favorite way to do it. I loved Og Mandino. I loved uh, uh, the, the, the different authors along the time that, that did that. And uh, so it, it's kind of a very special uh, life moment for me right now to be able to co-author with Bob because he is, number one, he's, he's made just a huge impact on thousands and thousands and probably millions of people now, both with his writing and his, his things he puts out all the time with uh, uh, on LinkedIn and all that. But now I get to be a part of that with him. And we've we've we have written a great story. The the the, the new book is set in New Orleans, and it's got uh, music, it's got food, it's got a story that just will touch you. And it's it teaches. We're, we're teaching Bob's teaching on uh, become objection proof, which is an awesome way. It's a process where we can take any salesperson. You don't have to be nervous about objections if you'll follow what we teach you. Uh, it takes a lot of my teaching about um, about uh, the sales process as well, prospecting and all that. But it also, it, it teaches uh, a lot about leadership. It's, it's, it, but it does it in a story that just makes you say, oh, I want to keep reading. I want to keep reading. And that's that's kind of the goal. So, kind of like, kind of like that, the three-year-old why. <laughs> and that, that was what I had aimed for with that. You know, uh, you and I have talked about the process. And uh, without naming names on the other side, we're aware of business parables that come across as preachy. You know, and, right. and, and the characters are kind of cardboard. The plot is thin. Uh, it's got to be a good story in and of itself, even if the principles weren't there. Uh, and I know um, you do that. Bob Berg and John David Mann did that. Uh, for people who are who really haven't heard about business fable or business parable, uh, it's kind of odd. You know, there, there's, a, there's a category system. I forget what it what the letters stand for, but it's BISAC. These are the, the standard categories. And if you go on Amazon or Kobo or one of these, you know, these are the categories that you're looking for. There's not a category called business fable. You look up Go Giver, it's going to be in uh, the uh, uh, business management category, self-improvement category. So it can be kind of hard to find these, but you mentioned Ogmandino, greatest salesman in the world, and then the spinoffs from that. Uh, uh, Richard Clayson's The Richest Man in Babylon, Who Moved My Cheese, arguably, falls in this same category. So there's there's a large genre of the business parable. You've mentioned it. Let's dig a little deeper into what makes it so effective versus just simply giving a set of principles. Endless Referrals was a fantastic book. I'll agree with you 100% with that. This is kind of turning into the Bob Berg fan club, but, you know, there's, <laughs> there's just so much of, 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 of a connection there. Um, in fact, Bob is uh, he's making a comment about your writing here. So totally blown away by Jeff's writing and storytelling. I'm emphasizing that and always impressed by his teaching. Easy to see why he was such a wonderful sales leader. OK, the, the, the storytelling on top of it, endless referrals. As good as it was, the go-giver made it powerful. So what do you see as what's essential to making it worth somebody spending money on a business fable? It's not just the entertainment, but what else comes in there? Well, there's a principle. Uh, I teach it under the branding of Fusion Points. But there's a principle that uh, that falls in line with every decision we humans make. 
there's a science involved. There's a neurology of the brain. You can study Dr. Antonio Damasio if you want to go that deep into the rabbit hole on it. But there's a science about how people make decisions. And when uh, someone is making that decision, it's because uh, part of their brain that has lo- that controls logic and part of their brain that is, is centers around emotion, they have to communicate. If those two parts don't communicate, no decision actually gets made. And what happens is we as individuals, we, we, when we persist in our career, when we go after something, when we try to get better, we make a decision to do that. And you can do it because of other things in your life and then get a great how-to book and you're going to improve your success. But what happens with a business parable is we take that emotional context and that logic and we combine it in a special way. Because when logic in your brain combi- combines with negative emotion, uh, I've said that so fast it probably won't come out, negative emotion. The <laughs> I do that. I kind of run words together when I speak. I put them all out when I'm writing. All right? <laughs> but when, when we combine logic with negative emotion, we create something called a collision point. And, and it's because these emotions they all make, generate somatic markers inside our body. And when a negative emotion happens, we don't like that way that feels inside our body. And we want to avoid it. So when we put logic with a negative emotion, we create a collision point. But the flip side is also true. When we put logic together with positive emotion, it still makes us feel something inside, but it's different. And where a collision point would make you not want to move forward. You wouldn't hang in there. You wouldn't stay after trying to get better at what you do. You'd get a no and you'd, you'd be deflated by it. But if we can put the positive emotion in there, it has the opposite effect. We want to continue. And so I describe a fusion point as that moment where logic and positive emotion merge and, and ignite. And it creates energy and commitment and acceleration. Well, a business parable is the, if it's done well, is the best way to make that happen because we're teaching some really good logic in this book. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold it up here in a second, but we're teaching some really great logic in the book processes. Uh, Bob's teaching on objection proof. One of our people who endorsed the book said, and becoming objection proof, objection proof is genius. And that was uh, Bill Cates. He's a, who's the referral coach, a very popular person, but, uh, the, but we're taking some very sound, logical teaching about how to create an environment in your prospecting, how to create an environment with your team where they want to stay there. They want to move with you. They want to go forward with you. We do that. We, we, we teach the, that, but we do it with a, such a positive emotional connection that it's going to touch the reader's heart. It's going, to, it's going to combine the two. And the lesson tends to stick if we combine a really great story with what we're trying to get move forward, the logic of what we're trying to do. And that's why the, that's why I love the, the way of the three-year-old why. Uh, by the way, guys, I, I don't know how many of you who watch this show don't have that book yet. You definitely need to get it. Your, your host here is a heck of a good author. Uh, and so uh, grab that up. But that's when I did the unexpected tour guide, that was my goal there was to take positive emotional connection. And I, did, I didn't know why it worked. I just knew that it did. Uh, and then, with the, the said the lady with the blue hair, the story will just pull you in. And in my opinion, streetwise, sales-wise, the new book is the best one yet. It's 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 pretty darn strong, and it it will uh, it, it will accomplish the goal of teaching you some really good stuff, and it's going to do it in a way that you're never going to forget it. Hmm. It, it makes me think about um, uh, something I've taught my clients and, and students for years, 
and I have never been able to track down the original expression of this to give proper credit. But the saying is people don't make decisions based on logic. They make decisions based on emotion. They justify decisions based on logic. And so you have to have both. And, and your idea with the fusion points, I think, is so much even stronger than that. You know, because right. it's, it's, it's about them coming together. Um, I, I've illustrated if you just have the emotion, you can get people stirred up. Uh, and I, I, when I was in college, I sold books door to door. You know, one of the things we learned is we could get people to buy, but they had three days to cancel it if they decided it was too expensive. Okay. On the other hand, nobody ever bought a car just because of the uh, annual percentage rate on the loan. You know, uh, the the logic has to be there, but that's not why they make the decision. And and so I'm wondering about a structural thing with the new book coming up. Go ahead and hold the book up there so we can kind of see the cover. I would have had a graphic. This is so new, folks. I don't know if you can see right there that uh, uh, you see that stripe across proof. it. Yeah, it says proof copy. You know, he just got this. And so we don't really came, came yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah. Don't have a graphic to put up quite yet. Um, but for a comparison, um, right. the go-giver, uh, said the lady with the blue hair, way of the three-year-old why these are fables that then have explicit principles. And usually we've got a principle per chapter or per section or something like that. Uh, Most recently, another friend of ours, and we've mentioned him also already here today, John David Mann, along with Dan Rockwell, uh, wrote The Vagrant, came out just recently. And that one is a business fable, but it does not have chapter by chapter principles. It's more like an overarching principle. Where does uh, from streetwise to sale, and I'm not saying it right, from street streetwise to sales wise, I was close. You know, where does it <laughs> fall in how that kind of thing works? Basically, in, in streetwise, the story itself could teach the lessons without us making any bullet points, without us doing anything. But at the same time, when we put it together, we actually uh, we did uh, a um, um, this, we made the story work, but we also ended up putting notes in every now and then where I've got the main character, the protagonist, taking notes as as the business mentor uh, is coaching. Him. And uh, then at the end, we put in a summary that's got um, a uh, bullet point by bullet point kind of thing that what we were teaching in the book. Uh, you'll get a kick out of this, Don. The This week I have been, uh, this week and last week, I've been editing the audio files for the audio book and all that. And Bob does part, and I do part, part, and I've got Bob being the one teaching me. I do the other part. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, you, you know, you said something earlier. What happens with the neurology of the brain, and I don't want to get real sciencey here, but Dr. Antonio Damasio, uh, he's an adjunct professor at the Salk Institute, a professor of neurology at, at USC. He did a study, and he studied people who there had been either by accident or or disease, the parts of their brain that controlled emotion and the parts of their brain that controlled logic couldn't communicate. Those people literally couldn't make decisions. They could look at something and tell you logically, okay, this is what will happen if you do this, this will happen if you do that, but they couldn't pull the trigger and make the decision. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, the other would go. And so he postulated it, and I think correctly so, that it's that combination that produces a decision. What you and I do with those business parables 
is we take a we take a positive emotional context. We want to touch the reader's heart in a way that that draws them into the story and then teach them the lessons. And what we're doing is we're making that connection happen for them, and they'll retain that lesson more. And so that's that's what we do in, in streetwise to saleswise. Mm. Uh, it's 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 just one of those things. It's fun to do. I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, just honestly, uh, you and I and, and Bob and you know all these people we know that are writers. We we just enjoy the writing, you know. And so to be able to use that skill to help right. people. Uh, uh, I don't know which comes first, but I know they go together very well. It's very satisfying. Um, I, I, let's see, there was there was something else that had come to mind there. Oh, I just have such a prodigious quantity of brains; it's hard to keep them straight sometimes. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, so as far as uh, oh, I know where I was going. Uh, as we've said, this is so new. You're in the process of putting stuff up so that people will be able to access it in January. I think. Um, have you reached the point to where you've put together the the blurb? You know, where where somebody who doesn't know about it already they come across it online. Uh, there's just a paragraph there to help them decide: is this a book I'm interested in digging into further? And I'll bet you've got that already. Would you want to read the blurb for us? Sure. Yeah, there we go. Says, an immature young man from the streets of New Orleans wisecracks his way out of a job and into sales, a career for which he is completely unprepared. Join Thaddeus Tucker on his amazing, on his amazing journey alongside a colorful ensemble of characters as he grows into a top-performing sales professional and acquires invaluable life lessons along the way. Uh, the, the, I'll tell you the inspiration for this. Uh, Bob and I had talked last year uh, about this time about the possibility of doing a parable and, and uh, on objection proof. That's one of Bob's uh, strong teaching sections. And so we started talking about then. And I was in New Orleans uh, right around the, the first of the year, early January, late December, early January. And my wife and I were sitting on the balcony of a restaurant. And this street performer started singing and she was absolutely incredible and i loved it and we sat there and we listened to her for a good while and i'm sitting there and all of a sudden bam the storyline came to me mm. and it it's it it's one of those things it's, it's part of the process as you well know that when that happens you start going okay i like this let's see where it goes and uh john david mann who's also a great friend of, of mine uh, bob's he's known bob forever uh, he's my writing coach and he actually endorsed the book, so I was really pleased with that. But uh, he uh, he says it's a part of the process. It's so fun as you get going, and you get and all of a sudden you may be going, okay, that's not working, that's not working, and then all of a sudden something happens, and you let it flow, and you follow the storyline. Uh, it, it, it's almost like following the characters around to see what they're going to do. Yeah, we we put you in the driver's seat. We we put the the reader in the car with the characters on this one. Yeah. Uh, one of our endorsements, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, my goodness, I'm drawing a blank on who it was. But they talked about how it's, it's a good thing to be able to read uh, things that, that get you better at your process, whether you're in sales or leadership or whatever. But to have one throw you right in the middle of a mind movie is different. And this one kind of does that. So it's, uh, well, and, and, and I'm thinking about that same question from the standpoint, not just the reader, but of the writer. I mean, did you find that you had an outline? 
you know, but you meant for the character to, to drive down to the corner and turn right. And instead they walked down to the corner and turned left and went somewhere other than where you, you planned. Is that how your process went or are you just in control of the character? <laughs> I, my process, my process is for me is I'll do a lot of research and, and, and decide how I want to kind of do that, especially about the geography. Uh, and like I even went to New Orleans and just sat in the Louis Armstrong Park, which is where the opening scene of the storyline. I just sat there for an hour because I wanted to kind of absorb what was going on. But I'll start with an outline. I have a general idea, like, like when Bob and I talked, like, OK, this is kind of where I'm thinking about going with that as far as the overall outline goes. And then I just let the story go. And, mm -hmm. I, put, and I, I do a lot, quite frankly, of of trying to use all the empathy level I can muster to say, what would it feel like to be in that situation? What would mm -hmm. it feel like to be going through that? And um, and then I just let the dialogue flow I did, as I'm typing. I just let it flow. And I'll I'll put way more out on the on the draft than I'll use. Yeah. And uh, I, but then what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll try to I I liken the process to how you take a good sauce and you put you put all the ingredients in there and it's got all the stuff. But then you just slowly simmer it and you keep simmering it and it reduces, but mm -hmm. it gets better. And that's what I try to do with, in my writing process on that. I uh, like it. Yeah. Where, this ended up being, I think the actual story is roughly 34,000 words, something like that. I'd have to go back and look. But it started up around 40 and I just kept reducing it and reducing it and reducing it. Mm -hmm. uh, to get it better and uh, great, great input from Bob. Bob is amazing at this. Uh, oh, yeah. tell you when, when we'll be going through things and he'll say, well, what if we tweak this? What if we tweak that? Or, or he'll, he'll uh, say, would you want to have the character do this? And then I said, oh, that's brilliant. And so we'll, we'll do that. Makes a lot and, of sense. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then uh, John David Mann did the same. He did a full critique on it for me before I pushed it. And so it's, I'm excited. It's going to be released, by the way. It's going to be released January 9th. January and 9th. we're going to, we'll start having pre-orders. Uh, probably, you know, we don't have it made a definite decision on the date on the pre-orders, but my guess is uh, starting in a week or two, because as soon as everything is uploaded to the platforms, we could start pre-orders. Mm -hmm. And on the pre-orders, people can get the ebook or the Kindle version at Amazon on pre-orders when we do that. On, yeah. um, on, the, on the hardback, Amazon doesn't do hardback pre-orders. Uh, so we'll, hardback pre-orders will be through Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're uh, technically, and we do have some writers that follow the program. So technically, it's being published wide, so it's not exclusive right. to, to Amazon. Um, and yeah, you can do pre-orders on the other platforms. Uh, although Amazon has started letting you set a release date on the print right. books, so that's yeah. that's a bit of a change. Release date um, is sitting there right now, January 9th. Yeah, there we go. Now, you know, as long as we're talking about, um, uh, you know, timing and releases and all that kind of thing, I want to go back to a, another of your books. Let's put it back up there again. Let's see here. Click this button. Oh, this is like running a starship sometime. Um, this book, which has been out for about a year, a little over a year at this point. Uh, I think it's on sale right now. It's not obvious from the Amazon listing, but you all have discounted for Christmas. Am I right about That's that? Right. You are correct. The book has been twenty two ninety five the entire time. It's now on sale for sixteen ninety five. Great okay. Christmas gift, and that was a joy to write as well. Lisa Wilbur, uh, Lisa and I, as you know, met on the Go Giver Success Alliance call, 
And uh, it was her first time on there, and she had mentioned she had blue hair at the time, and she felt a little self-conscious. So she got the, the basically got the, the spotlight for a couple of comments and was talking about how uncomfortable it made her. And she said that, you know, but if, it's, if you ever want to stop being judgmental in your life, dye your hair blue. This is working for me. And she, <laughs> she, she'll get in the store, and she'll see somebody, she'll say, man, that girl's short. That girl's skirt's a little short, a little tight, isn't it? And then she goes, said the lady with the blue hair. <laughs> so, so I sent her a message uh, in the chat, and I said, Lisa, said the lady with the blue hair would make an awesome book title. You should think about doing that. And she has other books that she's been involved with, but that, that was not something she per pursued at that point. And later, when I had talked to Bob about some things and, and John, I, I decided I wanted to do a similar business model. I wanted to start co-authoring. And she was the first person I reached out to. And we've, we developed one heck of a great friendship over this time. She's, she literally is Avon's, uh, I want to do it like Bob, but I'll do it like me. She's Avon's fifth highest earner in history, uh, or fifth highest producer. She, she used to be number four, but she slipped. <laughs> she's awesome. And she, she has done so well with Avon. People know her whether they're in her organization or not. I, I was having dinner one night in Flower Mound, Texas, and the, the lady in the next booth had on an Avon hat. And I'll cut the story short. I asked her, I said, are you with Avon? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, my co-author on my book, that this was right before Blue Hair was released. I said, my co-author on my book is with Avon. Do you know Lisa Wilbur? She said, oh my gosh, we all know Lisa Wilbur. <laughs> Oh, this you know the power of connections is a lot of what we're talking about here. And, and for folks listening, um, and for everybody, really, we will have links to these resources that we're talking about in the show notes. So just to make sure that you can find those, I'm going to put the um, the show URL down there in the crawl for out loud. It's confidencecultivators.com. Uh, we will link to the Go-Giver Success Alliance group, where, which is where so many of us have met and, uh, um, you know, leverage these connections. So uh, it just it just keeps coming up. Uh, so, folks, uh, the um, uh, I, I don't know that we know exactly when the sale will end, but it is before Christmas. So it's, it's a good time. Uh, to get a gift for somebody, I uh, can't remember if the ebook was discounted. Um, it but was discounted, I think, by a dollar or something like that, because the ebook was only nine ninety nine anyway. Yeah, and so oh. I think it, uh, and it's at eight ninety nine now. So this is just a, a good opportunity. Um, I don't know if you know what is next. I'm betting this is not going to be your last book. And you've I'm probably got pro you've got projects in process that you can't talk about yet. Uh, do you have a project that you can talk about about what's coming up next? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, we, uh, there's uh, I mentioned earlier a guy named Bill Cates. Uh, you can find him on LinkedIn. He's the referral coach. He's uh, such a great guy. And Bob and I, Bob actually helped me make that connection. And he and I are, have agreed that we're doing a book, and it's going to be teaching financial principles. He's in the financial services industry. And I've already got the opening scene written on that one too, and it's we're going to surprise some people with that one. I hope, but that that one's coming. I'm mm -hmm. actually working on a full novel. I'm working on a, a novel that's uh, uh, centered around the idea of time travel. Uh -huh. And so that's I'm working on that. Uh, I've got to be careful not to get too much on my plate. I laugh about this because 
my my thing is okay i'll take it on i'll take it on and that i have to be able to get better sometimes at just saying no you but, can get uh, you can uh, burn out to that way yeah you really can speaking of the go-giver success lines uh, one of the things too I don't know. Uh, I know your audience. I know a lot of your audience because we share a lot of audience. There are people who are building a business or building a brand that's trying to use a book to step that brand up and do that. There are uh, Bob and Kathy have an event that goes on in Jupiter, Florida called Beyond the Mastermind. It's a, it's like a you go in on a Sunday night and it's and Jupiter's beautiful anyway. But you go in on a Sunday night and you have dinner there and it's a two day event. I've never seen anything that good in my life. So I would encourage uh, your followers to check that out as well. I'll yeah. actually be there on, in January on one of them as a master coach. But whether I, whether I'm there or not, it's is not that it's not important. What's important is that you check that out because it's it's huge for people's business. Yeah, well worth the investment, both in terms of time and money. So, um, wow. Uh, and you know, Jeff, because I know this from our experience, we could spend another hour talking. <laughs> Because I, I just I love digging into this, but I, I I guess we do need to draw things to a close. So let me let me ask one of my favorite questions here. Almost always there is something that a guest wishes that I had asked that I didn't. And so you know, what do you wish that I had asked, and what would your response to that be? Well, that's a great question, and I don't have a pet I don't have a pat answer to that either. Let me think that out a second. <laughs> Probably. Uh, well, I, I do know what I will say. It's something I say in, in a lot of interviews, I guess. Uh, if someone were to ask me what's the most important lesson I ever learned from a sales manager, I'll tell you this. It was Jack Amberson. He is, uh, lives in Alexandria, Alabama. And on my interview, he for my sales job there, he said, come spend some time with me. He, he, I, I, I was in graduate school in Texas. He lived in Alabama. I went and spent my spring break and I lived with him. I ate at his table with his family. We went out and did the job during the day so I could see if I liked the job. And Don, every morning we get in there with coffee and uh, Jack's children, Becky and Ted at that time, I think Ted was first grade. Becky wasn't even in school yet. They had run in there. They'd jump up in the man's lap and he would give his kids a hug and a kiss. And he would say, I love you so much. I am so glad that God picked me to be your daddy. Don, I've never heard anything like that. I know my parents loved me. That's not the issue. But I've never heard of father express that kind of love to his children. And I will tell you, it changed. It not only changed my life, because I my children grew up hearing that kind of thing all the time, but it changed the life of my grandchildren. And hopefully their children as well, because I've watched now both of my daughters, they're, they are now adults. They have families of their own and children of their own. And I've watched them love their children. And I watched them say things like that to their kids. And even though I learned that from a sales manager, it's probably the best life lesson I ever learned. It really mm -hmm. is. And, and I'm, I knew what was coming there. And so I focused in on you so that people would see the emotion because the emotion, one of the ways that I have put it is that without emotion, there is no motion. It's not a coincidence that in the English language, we talk about moving people and being moved when we're talking about emotion and we're talking about taking action. That is just so important. And so somebody listening to this who says, well, I'm not in sales. Yes, you are. 
You may not be in commission sales, but we're all about connection with each other. And, and just, you know, we're getting uh, comments on here. There's, there's Kathy. Uh, so touching Jeff. Absolutely. Uh, um, beautiful life lesson. Absolutely. And again, this is not just about tearjerker stuff. This is not right. just stirring up emotions. This is emotions leading to life changes. Right. And that and is all so. All my books that I've written on, that's been one of the goals. I want to have something I'm teaching about a life lesson in there. Uh, the Unexpected Tour Guide did that really well. It taught what I just told you because I, I saw that. Uh, the uh, said the lady with the blue hair taught about women who need to be prepared in case life takes an unexpected twist and, and, and about growing into b being able to handle uh, the things of that nature. And uh, the, the main characters in uh, said the lady with the blue hair are all the main characters are women and they're strong and they grow. And it's just incredible. Uh, and then this one, uh, the main character, I, I, I laugh. I think he's modeled a little bit after me because he can be a little smart mouthed, but he's, <laughs> he's, he, he grows into it, and, and the life lessons we teach him are very important. So it, I don't know. I just I love writing. It's my happy place, and I love my co-authors. Uh, I love yeah. you too, my brother. So Yeah, you too. I, I just I relate on every level here. It, uh, my, uh, I don't spend a lot of time on regrets because I don't have a TARDIS, don't have a time machine. Um, I, I'm going to go back real quick. Though to a previous comment, I don't know if you saw me smiling or not when you were talking about in your book, you had uh, the the protagonist, the main character taking notes. And that was how you got the lessons out there. I did the same thing in uh, Way of the Three-Year-Old Hawaiians. I, I kind of think that goes along with business fables. There's going to be somebody taking notes, you know, <laughs> right. and, and so just you that's if there's tropes in our genre, that's one of the tropes and, and people can expect that. Oh, my. Um, I, I almost hate to draw it to a close, but we are over our usual times. So I'm going to need to do that. Let me ask you to hang out in the green room for just a second so I can thank you properly. Thank you for being here with us this week. Any closing words? Uh, it's my honor. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest. I, uh, I consider you a great writer and a great friend, and so I'm honored to be on your show. The feeling is mutual. Thank you, sir. I'll be right back with you in just a second. And folks, as we're getting ready to wrap up this week's, uh, I'm realizing I did the calendar thing again. I forgot to remind myself for sure because we work a few weeks ahead of time. Uh, but I think I remember who's going to be on next week. Just want to be sure. Um, yes, next week we're going to have Heather Stark on, and I'll be getting to know uh, Heather. Uh, so I don't know a lot about her background yet, but this is another connection that came through the Go-Giver Success Alliance. Uh, Noemi Barris, who has been a guest with us or, or an audience member this morning, uh, she put us in touch with each other. So we're looking forward to that conversation next week. We are going to be continuing on even through the Christmas season. We have a couple of episodes that will be recorded but it'll still be there. And of course, one of the great things about these kind of shows is they're evergreen. They're going to be out there on the internet. So um, if you are watching this in the future, talking about time machines, if you are time traveling, then uh, go look on the various sites. I'm sure that streetwise to sales wise will be out there uh, by the time a lot of you see this in any case, 
Uh, it is a privilege to be with you here each week. I hope that you do find value in the Alignment Show, and we will um, continue seeking to help you to live your values so that you can value your life. We'll see you next week.